This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show, and I'm Jim. Hello. Don't forget, if you haven't done so already, get this show subscribed to however you listen to your podcasts, and the very next episode will be with you as soon as it's ready. Lovely stuff. This week has been a week of scandal in football. First, we saw Joey Barton getting banned from the sport for 18 months for casting a few naughty bets, which kind of feels like Robert Mugabe getting done on a traffic violation. But then it was the big one. Massive raids by the HMRC on Newcastle United and West Ham. Rumours were that the raids were because of dodgy tax schemes relating to player image rights and transfer dealings. I'd say it's pretty bang on that one of those dodgy transfer deals they're referring to is how the hell Newcastle stole 30 million quid off Tottenham for Musa Sissoko last summer. Less certain is how long exactly after hearing the words Newcastle, West Ham and dodgy dealings did it take big Sam Allardyce to book a one-way flight to the Caribbean. So, what's coming up on this week's show? Marouane Fellaini uses his head. We witness the power of Jeff Stelling and the greatest player tribute ever. But first, some classic moments from El Clasico. This week we were given the footballing gift that is Spain's El Clasico. But why is the Battle of Spain's Giants such an enticing prospect around the world? Is it the age-old rivalry between clubs whose hatred of each other goes so much deeper than football? Is it the chance to see two of the world's greatest footballers ever produced on the planet go head-to-head on the ultimate stage? Or is it getting to hear some little Geordie bloke going mental on the telly? Yep, it's the last one. El Clasico means only one thing in my household, and that is the legendary Ray Hudson's commentary on being sports. If you are a long-time listener to On The Left Side, you will be no stranger to Hudson's work. And you should forget all about Messi's goal-scoring masterclass because it was the man with the mic who was in the greatest form that night. Hudson had already dropped some amazing analogies. He's as sharp as a porcupine's backside was one, and cleaner than Neutrogena with his finish was another one. But when Messi popped up with his 500th goal in a Barcelona shirt to seal victory, the Hudson brain went into overdrive. It's Messi! There was only ever going to be one man who could do justice to Messi's 500th goal, and that man was Hudson. Messi, cool, is the seeds inside the cucumber. A man who has the same level of control over the English language as, um, as a, as, as a majestic salmon or something. It's not that easy, is it? Alan Shearer, Andy Townsend, Michael Owen, Danny Mills, Jamie Redknapp. You boys should pull up a pew and learn a thing or two because Ray Hudson is teaching you a lesson in football commentary. Messi, you could drop a tarantula into his shorts and he'll still be cool. If El Clasico was the perfect example of the way in which a grudge match of football should be played, then the ying to that yang, or the Fellaini to that Messi, was the Manchester derby. 
hotly anticipated, expectantly awaited, and ultimately very, very disappointing as Jose Mourinho parked his trusty Manchester bus right in front of the United goal for a whole 90 minutes. Maybe England boss Gareth Southgate got a hint of how that game was going to pan out as pictures of him sat in the crowd surfaced on Twitter. Nothing unusual there, you might say. Apart from the crowd in question, wasn't the one at the Etihad enduring the football on show. It was the one enjoying the rugby at the Super League clash between Leeds Rhinos and Huddersfield, giving a worrying indication of the type of football we're going to be expecting from England over the next few years. If anything, the England boss probably saw less aggression and less big hits than he would have in United versus City, as both teams seemed content to just kick each other rather than that boring old football. And it wasn't just kicking either. There were headbutts too. Marin Fellaini brushed his ginormous head into the considerably smaller head of Sergio Aguero on the 80th minute, causing what appeared to be life threatening injuries to the little Argentinian and resulted in the sending off of the big pointy elbow tree impersonator. The red card was a rare moment of celebration for United fans during the game who seemed much more relieved that the big Belgian midfielder would miss the next three games for United than they were bothered that their team was down to 10 men. Even boss Jose Mourinho didn't seem that bothered about the card. He was more concerned about Aguero's face. Martin Atkinson told me he's a red card. But I saw Aguero in the tunnel and no broken nose, no broken head. His face is nice as always. So <laughs> I'm not so sure. No broken nose, no broken head. His face is as nice as always. Could be the lyrics to a love song, that. Albeit a love song written by Chris Brown. Probably the most remarkable moment of the game was the plane that flew over East Manchester during it. Now, we're used to seeing Wenger out banners appearing all around the globe now, but no one expected to see a Wenger in banner pulled by a plane 5,000 feet above the Manchester derby. I can only assume it was paid for jointly by United and City fans. After all, they're the ones that would be the guaranteed beneficiaries if Wenger does stay at Arsenal next season. In fact, Mourinho probably got a little taste of what it's like to be the Arsenal boss during that game as chance of... Fuck off, Mourinho, echoed around the stadium. Which he acknowledged with a nice, polite little wave. I guess being told to fuck off is pretty mild in terms of modern football chants. John Terry, for example, is in for one hell of a final few weeks at Chelsea. No doubt guaranteed plenty of abuse from the stands after the phrase John Terry's mum surfaced on social media this week. The trending topic related to a video supposedly of Terry's mother and a um, gentleman friend enjoying some... Well, you probably saw it. The video has led to the kind of abuse that Jose would only hear in his worst nightmare, as Spurs fans took voice during Tottenham vs Palace with a very creative tune, as spotted by Twitter user Alex Curry underscore. Splendid stuff. And if you're not entirely sure what we're talking about, and you are in any way tempted to Google John Terry's mum, then just hold on. We have taken the risk for you. We've got one of the On The Left Side team locked away, looking at the video as we speak. Let's go and see how he's getting on. How you doing in there, Dan? Oh. You have been warned. 
Can you get the bleach for his eyes, please? It's getting to that time of the season that Alex Ferguson used to describe as squeaky bum time. But it's not just about the nerves that come with success and winning trophies and the likes of Newcastle United sealing their place in the Premier League and ensuring we get our fill of overweight topless Geordies jiggling around in snow-covered stands come December next season. The risk and punishment at the other end of the league can be far greater. In the last few weeks, we've begun to see clubs seal their own fate and slip down the divisions into the doldrums of the lower leagues. It can be tough to take, which is possibly why some clubs choose to ignore it altogether. Leighton Orient are in big trouble at the moment. They failed to pay their players and staff. Outspoken honorary president Barry Hearn has walked out of the club and they've just ended their 112-year stay in the Football League after being relegated from League Two. Not that you'd know that from the club website. They decided to totally ignore the fact they've been relegated in their match report, just describing their 2-0 loss as disappointing. An emotion that was certainly shared by this fan on Radio 5 Live. There's only one person to blame, the owner that, that came in three years ago who single-handedly has destroyed a football club. Why is it always one man? that has to take the blame for this kind of thing, be it a manager or an owner or a player. It's always one sole individual's fault. Logic would suggest that it's a combination of things, of owners, managers, youth setup, financial structure, tactics, social economic makeup of the surrounding area, weather conditions, and of course, the players, usually. However, in Lake Norian's case, he's right because the owner, Francesco Bacchetti, has somehow managed to make his fellow Italian and Leeds owner, Massimo Salino, look like the chairman of fans' dreams during his three years at the club. And it's quite frankly madness that he was ever allowed to get involved in the first place. A sentiment echoed by Barry Hearn himself when he appeared on Talk Sport. You know, people talk about due diligence. You can't do due diligence on Izzy Anatta. Well, maybe there should be. Let's face it, crazy people probably should not be involved in football. But you try telling that to Roy Keane. Take off! It was a similar story for Swindon, whose 2-1 defeat to Scunthorpe meant they are on their way down to League One, an event that was also downplayed by their match report, which confessed... Town suffered a 2-1 defeat to Scunthorpe United earlier this afternoon. Before adding that the win was needed to... Keep alive their survival hopes. That's certainly one way to put it. In the same way a doctor might tell a family patiently waiting in the hospital that their loved one's survival hopes had been extremely damaged by not having a head anymore. Yeah, it's not great news. At this stage in the season, however, it tends to be the managers that lose their heads, with Hartlepool's David Jones being the latest to fall on his sword after the club was sucked into the League Two relegation zone. His departure may have had something to do with the pressure from a certain TV personality, outspoken Hartlepool fan and club president, Jeff Stelling, who has been a frustrated figure in the Soccer Saturday studios in recent weeks. I'd have scored! It's three yards out, Bianca Westwood! Jeff, I think my man would have scored that. They could bring me on. I'm 62 years old, but at least I'd be trying! It's a disgrace! His criticism reached ahead this week after the club slipped into the bottom three and he demanded that Jones go. Dave Jones, for God's sake, for the good of the club, walk now, go now. You've got 13 points from 51. This is not your level of football. If he won't walk, sack him. Do it now. Do it today. And that was it. 
Dave Jones resigned from his position in the club. Who knew that Stelling had that kind of power? He'll no doubt be getting a call from Robbie at Arsenal Fan TV very soon, see if he can help out with the Wenger situation. Obviously, Jones wasn't a fan of Stelling's outburst, maybe rightly so, saying that it's easy to criticise when you're sat on TV in a comfy chair and more difficult in the dugout. And maybe he's right. As Stelling has been so critical in recent months, maybe he could do a better job. Maybe he should put his money where his mouth is and step into the manager's job at Hartlepool himself. He's got the suit, he's got the football knowledge, and God knows he would be absolutely awesome when it came to telling his players all the scores elsewhere in the league at the half-time interval. Stelling the football manager. That would be absolutely unbelievable, Jeff. And finally, I'm sure even the most ardent Manchester United hating football fan would have been a little disappointed to see Zlatan Ibrahimovic limp off the pitch this week with a knee injury that has ended his season, probably ended his time at Old Trafford and possibly ended his career. It's a sad end to a season where the big Swede has promptly set about silencing his critics, like me, who said he was too old, too slow and too spent for the Premier League. Clearly, his teammates shared the same sadness because they kept up the rather annoying habit of honouring one of their fallen comrades as they warmed up for their game at Turf Moor last week in shirts emblazoned with Ibrahimovic, making it a little awkward for all those Red fans who took the piss out of Manchester City's very similar Gundogan tribute earlier in the season, with pretty much every fan taking to Twitter with a variation of this tweet from Mucky Two Paws. WTF! United players with Ibrahimovic on their shirts. They're injured, not dead. Hashtag embarrassing. It wasn't so much Zlatan I felt sorry for in this scenario. It was Phil Jones. There he was, forced to wear an Ibrahimovic shirt when he spent the majority of the last five years crooked, and no one's even bought him any flowers. <laughs> Zlatan, like the weird footballing Terminator-esque robot he is, claims he is going to come back stronger. And you just don't doubt the Zlatan, do you? But United's tribute could have been even more embarrassing. At least they didn't give him a minute's silence. Because that is exactly what happened at Colombian club Santos, who before their match against Independiente held a minute's silence for the recently passed Ricardo Oliveira. slight issue was that Ricardo Oliveira was very much alive. Very much alive and standing in the middle of the pitch as the last post was played out on a bugle in his honour. His head bowed perfectly, honouring the minute's silence to mark his own death. Amazing. Only one thing could have made this story even better. It's if Oliveira had waited around 20 seconds into the silence before politely chipping in with... I'm not dead! I'm not! I'm getting better! No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. But can we please stop with all the player injury shirt tributes now? If we don't nip this in the bud, it's only going to get worse. And if it catches on at Liverpool, they're going to pretty soon run out of all the letters they need to spell Sturridge on everyone's shirt each week. Right, that's your lot for this week. Another episode of On The Left Side is done. If you like what you've heard, then like, review and share the show. I'm off to play football myself now, no doubt scoring a goal like a 
like a, a gibbon and keeping my cool like a uh, Kirk Cole uh, I don't know yeah fuck it see you next week bye on the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson this is where the significant action is Sunderland have been relegated to ten seasons mainly of struggle it has to be said We never come around at any time, but um, disappointed for the supporters. Disappointed that we couldn't give them, give them more. They they come here in their thousands week in week out. My thoughts are with them, and you know, I'm just sorry that we we weren't able to do a better job. Mm-hmm.